Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord one more time. So before I begin, I'd just like the lovely youth praise team to assist me in, in singing this song. Um, God of creation, there at the side before the beginning of time. With no point of reference, you And as you speak, a hundred billion galaxies are born, and the paper of your breath the planets form. If the stars were made to worship, so. Just take one minute to worship God. There is something when we worship. When we worship, there's a freedom that we feel. When we worship, there's a burden that is lifted off us. When yes. we worship, there's just freedom, true freedom. When we worship, things change. The choir just sings that we'll worship forever. The, 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 the sign language ministry just sign to things will break, things will break, things will change. So just stay this time to worship right now. Just worship the Lord. Lift your voices to Him. Praise Him in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I just like to send greetings to Ella Mark. Bishop in his absence, all the other elders, the ministers, my lovely congregation, you're looking very sweet. Um, so the word of God today um, is taken from 2 Samuel 6, verses 14 to 22, and I'll be reading in your hearing. If you found it, say amen. If you found it, say amen. All right. So we're in a linen ephod. David was dancing before the Lord with all his might. While he and all Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of trumpets. As the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, Michal... The daughter of Saul watched from a window. And when she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she despised him in her heart. 
They brought the ark of the Lord and set, in it, set it in its place inside the tent that David had pitched for it. And David sacrificed the burnt offerings and the fellowship offerings before the Lord. After he had finished sacrificing the burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord Almighty. Then he gave a loaf of bread, a cake of dates, and a cake of raisins to each person in the whole crowd of the Israelites both men and women, and all the people went to their homes. When David returned home to bless his household, Michal, daughter of Saul, came to meet him and said, How the king of Israel has distinguished himself today, going around half-naked in full view of the slave girls of his servants, as any vulgar fellow would. David said to Michal, It was before the Lord who chose me, rather than your father, or anyone from his house when he appointed me ruler over the Lord's people, Israel. I will celebrate before the Lord. I will become even more undignified than this. I will be humiliated in my own eyes. But by these slaves girl, slave girls you spoke of, I will be held in honor. Now, this is my first time preaching. I'm very nervous. So I'd like you to preach with me, if that's okay. So in, in our walk with God, as a chosen generation, as his royal priesthood, there are going to be times when people, just because of our worship, people aren't going to like us. Just because of how we worship the Lord, people are going to say all mannerism of things about us. People are going to try to tear us down. There are going to be giants that are sent in our lives just to quell our worship. Because as I said before, when we worship, there's this freedom that we feel. There's this thing when we worship, we just want to lift our hands and give everything to God. The Bible said David danced with all his might. He was dancing because he was happy. He was happy at everything that God did for him. But then there was Michal. And if you look at Michal, Michal is his wife. She's the person who, I'd say, is confident. Someone who he trusts the most. And, and she saw him worshipping. She saw him praising the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. She was the person who tore him down the most. And in our walk with God, we'll have that time. We'll have let, let, let me ask you a question. Have you ever come to church in your mind? You are prepared to worship. But when you come, everything starts flashback. From when you were two years old, the struggle that you had to face, to when you were 33, everything just started to flash back in your mind. And you felt like you don't want to worship. Have you ever, we can read, right? we are real people, we can talk, right? Have you ever, when you walk through the door right there, right? As you reach the door right there, somebody says something to you, right? And, and, and when them say something to you, that just broke your spirit. They say, I better I'm go home because I really feel like I want to worship no more, right? And, and I'm just saying that that's going to happen. But, but what David said was, I don't care what you wanted to say. You can say anything to me, but you won't stop my dance. 
I am chosen. I am a chosen generation. I was chosen by the Lord. So you can't stop me from worship. You might say I'm loud. You might say I'm vulgar. But that's on you. You can't stop me from giving praise to my Lord. Now, if, if you study the life of David, I'm jumping from the text. Um, David was the son of Jesse. He, he was a shepherd, a shepherd boy. He described himself as a poor shepherd boy. Now, we are introduced to David when Saul disobeyed and was rejected by God. So God told Samuel that he was to go to the house of Jesse and anoint a king. When Samuel went to Bethlehem, where Jesse resides, he saw Jesse, he consecrated Jesse and his sons, all his sons, and he invited them to a sacrifice for them to be consecrated, for him to choose who God showed him to be the king. Now, a few verses down, we saw that Samuel had to ask Jesse if he had any other sons. So now I'm confused because if you went to the city, you saw Jesse, you told him why you were there, you consecrated him, you consecrated his sons, and you invited all his sons to the sacrifice to name a king. Why wasn't David included? Why was David still out tending to his sheep? And it got me thinking that maybe Jesse thought David wasn't fit to be the king. So now Samuel saw Eliab, that was David's eldest brother, and in the eyes of men, he was fit to be a king. God rejected him. Abinadab, David's second eldest brother, came. God rejected him. Shammah came. God rejected him. And it happened that God rejected all seven of David's older brothers. And I'm just marveling at the greatness of God. That he would choose the youngest, the smallest, some would even say the most insignificant person in that family to be king. And look at this. When, 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 when Samuel went to Bethlehem, God could have pointed out David and said, that's your king. But what God did, God rejected his brothers publicly. A lot of us, we, are in a low, we feel as if we are significant. We feel as if we are in a low state. People have rejected us. People, we, we, we feel rejected. People, and let me tell you the truth. In our walk with God, there are going to be times when people look past us because of who we are as Christians. There are going to be times when people look over us. There are going to be times when we want to be included, but we are not included. And that can be your stuck point. That can be the thing that affects your worship. Because to be honest, when you're not included, we're humans, right? It's human nature when you are, when you are excluded to feel away. And you're saying, God, but I'm praising you. Why am I not included? I'm praising you. Why don't I have this position? I'm praising you. Why am I being rejected all the time? And we get stuck and we just stop worshiping. We feel like we're going to give up. 
But if that's you, I'm here to tell you that God is about to reject some people for you to get your anointing. God is about to look over some people for you to get your appointing. The Bible says the, the, corner, the stone that the builder refused will be the chief cornerstone. Let me tell you this. When Jesus was on the earth, it, it, not, Nathaniel said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? They looked at Jesus and said, you are just the son of a carpenter. Now Jesus is the most popular person in the world. Jesus has accepted you when everyone else rejected you. You are chosen by Jesus. So don't be dismayed. Don't be discouraged. Don't be deterred by people rejecting you. You are chosen. You still have a dance in you. You still have a worship to give. You still have a praise to give in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, keeping with the story of David, we see that he was anointed as king. But in the same chapter, the spirit of the Lord had departed from Saul. Saul needed a musician. David was a musician. So David had to serve who he was anointed to replace. We see David is a humble fellow, so he went and he did it. We saw where David had to fight Goliath, fought Goliath and won. We see David becoming a mighty warrior, winning his battles, being celebrated for winning his battles. We see him being hated by Saul for being celebrated for winning those battles. We see him having to flee for his life. We see him having to take refuge in the city of his enemies. We see him having to feign madness. And this is all after he was anointed, but before he was appointed. And the revelation came to me is that from our season of appoint, anointing, when we take on the name of the Lord, there are going to be trials, there are going to be testing, there are going to be burdens, there are going to be hardships that we have to face as Christians. Amen? There are going to be humiliated. You can't tell me that David wasn't humiliated. He was. How, how can you feel? You are the pastor of this church. I am, the Lord has left you, right? I am now supposed to be the pastor of this church, but then I come to work under you as the junior pastor. How can you feel? I am doing everything that's good. I'm winning my battles. I, I, I'm fighting for the Lord. I'm fighting for your name. But at the same time, because people are celebrating me more than you, you fling a spear off of me. How can it, how can it feel? When, 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 when you have to leave your hometown to go in the hometown of your enemies to seek refuge. That's a humiliating process. But David knew that he had to worship through his humiliating seasons. In your seasons of humiliation, you need to learn to worship. David knew that his humiliation was God's preparation for an acceleration to his destiny. 
David said, yes, hard times are going to come. But I know the God that I serve. God is my refuge and my strength. I know that giants are going to come. Let me tell you one thing about David. When Saul thought Goliath was too big to battle, David thought Goliath was too big for him to miss. Some of your giants, when you think they're too big to battle, you just need to step back. And with your hallelujah, you swing. And with your hallelujah, you swing. And with your praise the Lord, you swing. And when you let for that stone, your giants are too big for you to miss. So don't allow your giants to stop you from worshiping. The Bible says, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. So David said, all right, when I'm casting my burden on the Lord, God have this. So what do I need to do? I'm going to make a joyful noise. I'm going to make some rapturous applause. I'm going to dance my way to victory. Because I know God already have my back. And there's nothing you can do to stop me from dancing. So now we reach back to 2 Samuel chapter 6. And we see that David is now king. And is one of his first things as king is to recover the Ark of the Covenant, which was captured by the Philistines in the time of Saul. The Ark of the Covenant is a gold chest which symbolizes that the presence of the Lord. Anywhere it is. It symbolizes that the presence of the Lord is there. So, when David went the first time to get the Ark of the Covenant, he had some difficulties. It happened that there was a celebration, and in the midst of that celebration, the Ark fell. One of the persons who was carrying the Ark, he, he, he was not supposed to touch the Ark. The ark. He touched the Ark, and he died. David was so angry with the Lord that he decided he's going to, he's not going to bother to bring the ark into Jerusalem because he was so fearful of, of because of what had happened. Now we left the ark at Obed-Edom and he saw that the blessings of the Lord was there with Obed-Edom. So he braved up and he went to get the ark the second time. Now you know, after the first time something fails, and you do it the second time, you see it a workout, you're going to be jubilant. So David was there now, he see the ark reach at the gate, and he's there dancing, dancing before the Lord. The scripture says he was dancing with all his might. Now Michal, as I mentioned before, who is his wife, the daughter of Saul, saw him dancing from her window, and despised him in her heart. But, have you ever been so immersed in worship that you lose yourself? Have you ever been so immersed in worship that all self-consciousness, all pride just goes away? That is really what true freedom is. That, 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 that is what you feel when you just give everything to God. And that is what David did. He saw that he had some hard times. He saw that sometimes that things don't work out. But when you do it again and it works out, you have to give God the praise in everything. 
And when you're worshipping, you're going to have people who don't like you. You're going to have people who resent you. You're going to have people who see us dancing and just decide, say, yo, that you have a dead. It's, it's, it's like that. And that, when I said, 